What's up, homies? What's up, homies? I'm Erica. And I'm Roshane. And as always, thank you so much for hanging out with us today as we dive into another spooky movie, but dive back into another nightmare. Dun, That's dun, dun. right. <laughs> um, it's been a while. I thought it's been it, a little bit. I felt it been too long, personally, since we have last kind of shot the shit with Freddy and seen what man's been up to. Very true. Very true. It has. Yeah. I don't remember how long it's been since we covered the fourth in this franchise, but it's been a little bit. It's been a while. Now, I think post the fourth, we had covered the remake. So we've gone back to the Nightmareverse like not too too crazy late or yeah like it hasn't been that long i guess is what i'm trying to say we haven't gone back to yeah our original timeline we haven't gone back to our original order it's it's been a minute it's been too long in my opinion since we last figured out what was happening with alice kind of caught up with her uh seeing the shenanigans that she's been getting into in springwood like it's it's been a long time yeah it's been a minute and also, we are entering into the uncharted waters for me. Yeah. Because this is the part of the franchise where I kind of checked out. Um, not like on purpose, not for some um, like particularly angry reason. I just never got around to watching this deep mm-hmm. into the franchise. Granted, I did skip ahead and watch like, you know, Freddy versus Jason and all those. But right. like in terms of the mainstay nightmare and elm street films this is where i stopped i love that i'm so excited for that because i this you to be honest probably did stop around the point that the audience also kind of stopped caring because i will say i think we're getting into the era of why did you make this (laughs) which is a little bit subverted by a movie that we'll get to later on but it's like we have this movie that did not do particularly well and at the time was not a fan favorite by any means not even close to it and then we also have the final nightmare freddy's dead um which did even worse so we're (laughs) (laughs) we're starting to get into Because I consider New Nightmare is also coming up. But personally, to me, New Nightmare, I consider kind of a sub category. Like it's it's part of the timeline, but it's Mm -hmm. not. It's kind of like when you think of Halloween. Yeah. Like when you think of Halloween and the branching timelines, New Nightmare to me would be off on its own sort of little area on its own island close by, but not connected. So mm-hmm. I'm excited to hear your thoughts on this. It's funny because when we were streaming, uh, someone commented about how you have a habit of watching the first three movies in a franchise and then just kind of calling it a day. Yep. It's kind of true. 
It is. It is. <laughs> I'm a trilogy boy. I don't know what to tell you. I yeah. grew up on the trilogies. Once you get into four, five, six, I don't know. You really got to be working to pull me in. Right. And but I will say, I mean, just to give a little recap, did I you liked the fourth nightmare dream master enough like you you thought it was fine right yeah it was okay it was okay for for those that haven't listened to that episode i i could see the direction that we were going with freddie and friends and Mm -hmm. like i you had also kind of clued me in on like where this franchise goes so like Mm -hmm. i think i was kind of ready once we got to the fourth one um but overall i didn't dislike it by any means um Mm -hmm. And so going into this one, I didn't necessarily have any preconceived notion. I was just knew that um, things were going to start getting wackier. Freddie was going to start, you know, doing his Netflix stand-up specials. Mm-hmm. I was like mentally preparing myself for that. Um, but overall, I still tried to go into this one pretty impartial, you know, ready for whatever, whatever kind of dreams, nightmares we were going to have. I was here for it. Okay. Well, I'm also excited because this is actually going to be our first time doing it in 2024. Our scare scale. We have not done it for our past uh, couple of episodes because we've been tackling more than one movie. Mm -hmm. But we're back on track today and we are back to doing the scare scale. So, Roshane. On a scale of one to five, five being the scariest nightmare you've ever had, and one being a peaceful sleep, where would you rank Dream Master? No, Dream Child. Dream somebody. Who the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> where would I rate this dream? Um, hmm. I think, honestly, like in my heart of hearts, I'd say probably like a 1.8 out of five. Okay. Yeah. It's like... Not particularly scary, this one. It's more, for me, it's more wacky. Like, and Mm -hmm. I think also by this point, my personal feelings aside, this deep into the franchise, you kind of know what to expect when it comes to these movies. So even like the dream sequences and whatnot that are supposed to be the more scary parts of the film don't strike me so much as scary as it, as more so I'm curious what they're going to do. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to say overall, not that scary. Nothing too, too bad in here. They try with some of the jump scares and whatnot, but I didn't feel too frightened. So I'm going to say 1.8. Okay. Yeah, a 1.5 for me. I think as each movie has gone along, you kind of get less and less scary. Mm-hmm. For me, especially besides two, but once again, two kind of is on an island on its own for me as well. So I think from one to three to four, each movie that came along, the tension, the scares, it, they just they they weakened as as the as the franchise goes along. And I think when we reach here, we're not completely weak. We're not like noodly armed. But we're not strong. <laughs> everything, <laughs> I think you're right in the sense of everything does feel a little bit more of the dreams that we're dealing with in this one are leaning more into the absurdity of dreams and leaning more away from the horror of the nightmare. Mm-hmm. So that's a choice that can either appeal to you or not. But I think, yeah, as a result, keeps it from being too high. Plus, there's a lot of 
sequences in this that play much more for comedy, which I don't think is intentional, but is unfortunately the the way it comes across. (laughs) So yeah, 1.5. Okay, solid. Honestly, I could probably put it at 1.5 too, but I'll keep my (laughs) 1.8. I'll say what I said. Yeah. Uh, But all right, homies, we are entering into spoiler territory. So you have been warned, but today we are talking about Nightmare on Elm Street 5, The Dream Child. This movie was directed by Stephen Hopkins, written by Wes Craven, John Skip, and Craig Spector, and is starring Lisa Wilcox as Alice, Danny Hassel as Dan, Kelly Jo Minter as Yvonne, Erica Anderson as Greta, Joe Seeley as Mark, and Robert England as Freddy. Alice is one of the few people to face off against Freddy Krueger and live to tell the tale. With the nightmare behind her, Alice and her friends prepare for life after high school. But she has to put her plans on hold when dreams of Freddy begin again. And this time, no one is safe, not even her unborn child. Insert deliciously deadly dinner parties, comic book clashes, and heart-to-hearts with the human inside here. Our film concludes with Freddy attempting to use Alice's baby as a vessel to enter the real world. Will she be able to stop him again, or will this be the birth of a brand new evil? Also, it's a boy. Roll credits. And just to be clear, Wes Craven's only involvement really in this film is just the fact that it's based on characters that he created. He is so far removed from this uh, franchise at this point, and you can tell. (laughs) Uh, No disrespect, but this story is... Up to this point, I think the wildest take that we'll have on on the idea of Freddy and what can be done with him. And I would still include the second movie in that. Personally, for me, this one is the stretch of this one has my back broken. And oh, yeah, absolutely. There. I'm limber. I'm so limber with the way this movie is stretching me out. I cannot. I could, there's nothing I couldn't do. The splits, they're easy. <laughs> this movie said, we got dreams. We're going to run with it. That is like, I feel like the biggest connection to the rest of the franchise that this has outside of the characters that are being used. Right. But you're right. We definitely are trying some new things in this one. A lot of them don't work. But, you know, the creativity is there. And for that, I do give them credit. But this one was definitely a wild ride, even on Nightmare on Elm Street uh, levels. Yeah, right. Um, Also, crazily enough, this is a plot device to a certain degree that had been discussed for an earlier film and pushed to the side and then brought back for this movie. Though in an earlier version, they discussed it being Freddy's child. And then they switched it to Alice's child, but still Freddy is acting like it's his child. Uh, let's just get into it. Okay, Roshane, <laughs> <laughs> I am dying to know what mm-hmm. is in your notebook. 
All right. Well, my first true note is very simple, and it is just sex. <laughs> because yes. that is what we get at the beginning is very dimly lit uh blue sorry blue backlit sex um mm -hmm. which i honestly couldn't quite tell what it was for a large portion of it what are we looking at thank you what are thank we you. looking at i was just seeing skin I was just seeing blue hues. Yes. And the only reason I kind of assume that this was a sex scene is because there is dream child in the title and the child needs to be made at some point. So I was just piecing two and two together. I feel like I saw six shoulder blades. <laughs> There's only two people in the bed. Um, what could have been the arch of a butt, but also could have been a knee. There's a lot of parts that we're seeing. I don't know what they are. And it had me even questioning, is that a human being's body? <laughs> Obviously it is. But the way that this unfolds, because a lot of it feels like we're seeing most of Dan's body and uh -huh. just kind of Alice scraping his, <laughs> his skin with her nails. <laughs> um, that's what it feels like it is, but... I don't recognize a single thing on this body. <laughs> I just am so perplexed by it. You're right. It's very blue. And then finally at the end, they we get the confirmation. They fall, <laughs> fall down in that sort of, ah, oh, we just had sex. <laughs> like kind of, <laughs> kind of a scene where you can see their faces and they're all sweaty mm -hmm. and they're happy and which was probably just a necessity or we like if we don't put this in ain't nobody gonna right. know what the fuck we just showed because otherwise there's way there's no way of knowing if this could have easily been a body horror opening where someone's body was like being fused with another person's body and i honestly wouldn't have questioned anything about it but all of this is to say that alice is sexually active now her and dan are in a relationship and they're not using protection <laughs> that's nope. all we need to know <laughs> <laughs> yep that is all we need um also i will say although sex was my first note um my second note was very quickly after that and it was full frontal in my freddy movie unexpected did not see that one coming really i mean this this I think the more surprising aspect of it is that it is Alice's character that we are kind of seeing naked. Mm -hmm. I think this is a because we've seen naked characters before, but not a main character. Fair, in, fair. In, in this, yes, but we have this shot of Alice. This is actually a pretty cool shot. This this shower that is filling up completely and we keep going to the shot of outside of the glass and you can just see her moving around in there and mm -hmm. the shower is filling up and you think she's gonna drown it's a cool start i almost wish that we had started here and just skipped out on the i'm blue and i'm having sex <laughs> <laughs> like opening sequence but we go from this and we have a transition shot. So instead of the boiler room as our kind of go back to dream world in this one, we have the asylum. Different, uh, different hub this mm -hmm. time around, which I 
I'm still debating on if I liked or not. Because, right. like, the boiler room is at this point a staple, right? So, like, switching locations, sure, it shakes up the narrative a little bit, but I'm trying to think of things that the Asylum added to the franchise that, like, was a step up for me. And I, I don't think there really was much. It kind of just felt like a sidestep. Because, of course, this movie is putting a lot more emphasis on Freddy's mom is now a bigger plot device this time around with Amanda Krueger. So, like, you know, that's a thing. Um, But also, (laughs) I want to kind of echo what you're talking about with the beginning shot of her in the in the bathroom and like how that is kind of a cool shot. Um, that that is something I will give this movie credit for. Mm-hmm. Straight off the top, this one really wasn't for me overall. <laughs> but I do stand by the fact that I think some of the things that were done in this movie were actually pretty creative, especially like given how short of a shooting schedule they had and how much time they had to actually do all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. I think some of the dreamlike sequences that we cook up in this movie are actually pretty fun and like different than things that we'd seen up until this point. So I give him credit for that. Right. Um, but with that credit laid down, <laughs> let's talk about a couple of the elephants in the room when it comes to just the inception of this movie and how this movie works. First off, can we all just agree that Freddy's resurrections at this point in the franchise just make absolutely no sense? This one pisses me out. This is worse than the the dog pee to me. This is worse than the, <laughs> it, it the dog is. piss. It kind of is. And the dog pee was really bad. That was, a pretty, that was a pretty bad way to bring Freddy back. The thing about the dog piss is it's so ridiculous and does not make a lick of sense. But you could say, okay, hellhound, blah, 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 blah. And I think there's enough <laughs> of what comes after the dog piss where you almost forget that it happened because it happens and that's it. They tie in Freddy's resurrection to the integral plot of this film. So, okay. So, (laughs) so Alice gets pulled in to a flashback dream in a way where she is taking the role of Amanda. I love that these guards the way that they make sure that all of the maniacs are there is they do a head count from up above. (laughs) (laughs) And they said, yeah, I'm sure they're all here. And there's no, that is the way that they ensure every single one of these psychopaths are locked in and accounted for. We get to see Robert England out of his makeup as Freddie's, mm-hmm. I guess, father. And <laughs> it's, but he seems like he's having a great time. That's the thing. Robert England within these films is always a good time. It just always feels like he's yeah. having a blast. He's always informing care, like with Freddie. There is not a single movie, no matter how bad they are, where you're ever disappointed in Freddie. He is consistently the highlights of these films. So nothing else. He is, still excellent as freddy and is still doing what needs to be done within this film so i guess mm-hmm. okay so <laughs> she she watches as all of these maniacs um accost her amanda who she's also watching but she is and this is a nightmare that she wakes up from but later on she sees the aftermath of that where Amanda is pregnant. The Freddy baby 
breaks. Well, she he doesn't break out of her. They, she gives birth to a Freddy baby. And in a very It's Alive-esque manner, Freddy baby runs out of the room, escapes, <laughs> just goes for it. After a very prominent roar right, <laughs> out, right out of the womb. Freddy baby goes into the church that him and Alice had previously fought in in the last film and finds adult Freddy and basically sets him free. So Freddy had Alice dream of Amanda giving birth to baby Freddy in a dream so that he could be reborn. And then baby Freddy had to go find Freddy and free him from Alice's memory. What is hap? What? I I mean, this one to me is the one that I, despite how many times I've seen this movie, I understand this resurrection the least. I think the implication is by Alice getting pregnant, which mind you, they act like her, the sex that her and Dan have at the beginning of this movie is what sets it off. She would have already been pregnant by this point. She would have had to. (laughs) It's just (laughs) not making any sense. But Alice being pregnant is what, allows freddie to come back he attaches to her baby in a way Uh, honestly watching and listening to you try and like make sense of how freddie comes back right now is more entertaining than watching it (laughs) i really want to work this out i really want to work this out (laughs) and honestly maybe i'm maybe i'm ridiculous you homies let me know if, if it's clear cut and you understand it but yes it's he is brought back because Alice is pregnant, but because he. <laughs> <laughs> well, like later on, we get the implication from the baby itself, Jacob, that I guess Freddie never fully left mm-hmm. and has kind of been dormant inside of Alice. Yes, this whole time. That is so. True. It's like having the baby gives him some way to now leave his dormant state um, by attaching himself yes, to the baby. You are correct. That's true. That is an element. So Alice shut the door on Freddie in a way, but she kind of locked him within her because she can control her dreams. So as long as she doesn't dream about him, he's stuck within her, which mm-hmm. I also think is not my favorite idea that she kind of has... Con- has a hold on Freddie and it's all up to her to be the lock and key. I also think, and and only if she's asleep can Freddie now escape. I think already is a shaky ground to be on because I want Freddie to exist outside of one singular character. This movie is so about Alice that it's actually kind of insane. It might as well have (laughs) just been called All About Alice, the the nightmare (laughs) to end them all because it really is deeply connected within her. So, yes, her baby is a way for him to unlock himself and not even have to have her be asleep through the baby sleeping and dreaming. He can be he can escape. But also another thing, this is what I mean. It's so convoluted. Another (laughs) thing is like he brought Amanda back to get Alice back thinking about him. But also by bringing Amanda back, she could defeat him. 
somehow Amanda serves as both the like ticket to get out, but also like is the door that is keeping him in. Yes. Um, it's it's very, very strange. And I still am not the biggest fan of it. But the thing is, this whole like attaching himself to the baby, having the baby's dreams be enough fuel for him to go out and about and terrorize people, even if I'm to accept this, even if I'm to like just go along for the ride and just coast along with this idea. My next question very quickly after is why? Just why? Mm. Because I'm also, from my understanding, the implication here is Freddy is trying to find this vessel to allow himself back into the real world. Right. Why does Freddy want to go back to the real world? The dreams are where he hangs out. The dreams are where he has all his powers. The dreams are where Freddy is Freddy. Why would Freddy want to weaken himself by reviving himself into Alice's child? Like, what? what is waiting for Freddy in the real world that he can't just do in the dream world when he's full powered? Right. Because it's like, at first, it feels like Jacob is just a means to an end for revenge on Alice, where Freddy is not strong enough without Jacob. Jacob is like his entryway into wreaking havoc upon Alice's life. But because and which is, you know, is a thing. Freddy's M.O. is kind of revenge. It's always been about the pettiest of revenge for being wronged in the past. But uh, it feels like at a certain point, though, we move past that. And it's not just about the revenge anymore. And then it does feel like it's a lot about using Jacob for other means. Because then we find out later on, he's giving Jacob, feeding him souls. I, I think the idea would be that if he was reborn, that he would be more powerful or he would be in some way kind of like the Freddy that he is now. Just in in the real, the real world, world question mark or maybe oh gosh the, the thing we're, we're really trying here <laughs> we, we're we so far in the series that there are two ways that they needed that by this point in time most series go they either add a crazy amount of backstory and explanation because they feel like at this point in time there needs to be some explanation or they just decide who cares you know, we're this far in, it doesn't really matter anymore. I wish they would have done that. I wish they would have just decided, kept going, who cares? Because although four to me is not as good as the third or the first one, I think what four I still enjoyed about it is it kind of continued this idea of it just, it is what it is. And that's kind of the way that it is. Yeah, we have to watch Alice learn some things along the way, but she's more just learning about how she can utilize her friend's abilities in the dream world. And so even in the third one, we start to learn more about Freddy, but it's only enough to defeat him. In this one, we have to go on this Scooby-Doo-ass expedition while they try and figure out Amanda. Mm -hmm. They got to figure out where her bones are, mm -hmm. which she's just sitting... <laughs> Sitting. They're still sitting. She's still wearing her habit. <laughs> just sitting, 
straight up in the looking out of the tower window. Real like, quick, I know it's like way later in the film, but am am I alone in thinking that when we finally find Amanda, why does it look like a like late 80s, early 90s music video? Like, why do I feel it like does. Prince is going to start playing? Yeah. <laughs> I, I always feel like <laughs> she touches someone and shows somebody's watching me. me. <laughs> <laughs> like it does. And a lot of this whole movie has kind of a music video quality to a lot of the sequences. True, true. Where, yeah, you could easily throw some music in the background and I wouldn't second guess it. I would just think, sure, this is a little experimental small, <laughs> small request for the homies if you're bored please send us your best stitches of the amanda discovery scene with your favorite early 90s late <laughs> 80s song and turn it into a music video i'd love to see it personally so yes it's a lot and the thing i have like i said i've watched this movie many times i still don't quite know what the point of it was, <laughs> what what the point of any of it is, to be quite honest with you. But yeah, it's just more um, investigating than we've had. And I think the issue is a lot of that happens in the real world. Um, mm -hmm. The dream world to me in this movie, we just simply don't get enough time. And what we do get is just not interesting enough to me mm. i think that when we're there i just never feel unless it's so clearly a death scene which is another thing i don't think we have enough of those in this movie okay. our body count is kind of low i do like what we get but i'm always just gonna want more because from if you think about it from greta until um we finally take out mark mm -hmm. there's a really big there yeah there's a lot of time um i was also like struggling and maybe it was intentional but i was struggling to like differentiate the dream sequences and the real world sequences which i get that there is a little bit of that intertwining of like oh the character was awake but they nodded off and now they're in a dream we've seen that mm -hmm. in previous installments but this one was really just taken liberties with that where <laughs> characters could blink and all of a sudden they were in the dream realm and like that transition for me i don't know if it was like an editing thing or if it was just like a a, a script thing for me mm -hmm. but some of those those transitions to and from the real world and the dream world very hard for me to differentiate especially like even in our first death with dan like i don't know when that man fell asleep also the implication is he fell asleep while driving. That's the which, thing. Dan would have died regardless. <laughs> how far away is Alice's job from the school? Like, how far was this man driving? She walked across the park. Earlier, her dad offers to drive her to school or to drive her to work from the school. And she says, no, I'll walk. It's just across, across the park. Dan drives from the school and is on the <laughs> fucking highway to get to her job. Be serious. Also, yeah, Dan would have died regardless because you fell asleep at the wheel. The <laughs> thing about Dan is you didn't seem tired before at you all. left the school. I know that it's late, but all of a sudden, after Alice just said, he's back. Freddie is back. <laughs> Dan says, 
I love a snooze. He gets in the car, <laughs> takes off <laughs> 60 miles per hour, falls asleep. Whether Dan got taken by Freddie or not, he's dying because he drives <laughs> head on into a semi truck. And yeah. it's unfortunate because we this is the second time we've had a recurring character who is the first death, which I guess adds to the stakes. But um Especially in this movie, because uh, half of the plot point is that the father kind of gets taken out of the equation and then Alice yeah. is dealing with the baby on her own. I will say Dan's death it's cool. is really good. I like Dan's death scene. Yeah, like the whole bike transformation and like all that stuff, all of that works and it's yeah, like fun. It's pretty sick. For me, it's just like everything around it just is so nonsensical <laughs> that it's like... I, I'm like, I, I'm taking this moment to like appreciate it, but then my mind is like snapping back and being like, wait a minute, this don't make no damn sense. Like, what is happening? I love when Dan, when the car crashes and he falls back into the pool, the way that he looks very cartoon esque, the way that his pants are kind of shredded and there's like soot on his face. <laughs> it's so, it's so like, he looks cartoon like a network. boy from uh, Hocus Pocus. <laughs> Billy. Billy. It was like yeah. Billy. <laughs> it's silly. And but yeah, Dan's death sequence is sick, mainly because of the effects. A lot of his death sequence on got cut in a in addition to Greta's because of rating. I I will cite this probably every episode we do, be just because you get background information in it. But the documentary Never Sleep Again on all of the nightmare films, they do show some of the footage that got deleted mm -hmm. and i think dan's although is still really cool and honestly it's still very painful to watch but it's yeah it's even worse with what they deleted you see a lot more of the metal going into his skin and it looks mm -hmm. quite terrifying but i think makeup wise effects wise Dan's is really, really neat. And and I think mm -hmm. especially once all of his skin kind of flies off and he's fully <laughs> metal man, but also still kind of skeletally human, I think is a really, really cool image. And yeah. I, I what is kind of cool about Dan's is I think out of all of them, this is the one that looks the most like, oh, that was an accident where it's like, oh, you would never yeah, second guess. Yeah, you would never second guess that because people do fall asleep at the wheel and it was just an accident. I think his definitely seems the most of, oh, okay, Freddie really used a real world situation to yeah. impact the dream because his also too is one where his likes and his interests aren't necessarily impacting the dream. It's just Freddie's like taking from the environment and using that because yeah, they made that little comment of Dan having a need for speed, but they're talking about football um, <laughs> when that happens. Yeah. We're talking about sports. And I don't think, besides the fact that Dan has a truck that's used often within the films, I don't think we've ever really gotten any inkling that like motorcycles is an interest of his. Mm -hmm. But now you do have me more interested in what happens with Greta because I do feel like it's unfortunate that for me, Greta's death was way more of a step down after dance because like that one to mm. me was just kind of strange you know like mm -hmm. she just gets force fed and then chokes to death yeah so what is cut from greta's 
that also I think would have made it better is, and it's still there, but I think unless you know, it's not clear, but she's supposed to be being force fed her own, like her innards. Like he's supposed to be like beating oh, her, like her guts and her intestines. He's supposed Which to be- Which is kind of, it's implied a it's little implied, bit. implied, but... yeah, but not yeah. clearly shown because- now he's like taking it from the doll which is still mm -hmm. true like he would still be taking it from the doll but it was supposed to show that it was being taken from her as well and then mm. it just got had to get cut so now it just seems like he's force feeding her some sh nasty shit which is still you know works i and i think that greta's works really well for the character that we see her as and this I, I Greta's mom is one of my favorite parents within the Nightmare series, I will say. <laughs> I love Greta's mom. She just is straight out of whimsy world, just so heightened, <laughs> so over the mm -hmm. top. She kind of reminds me of like the aunt from Sleepaway Camp and like her I see that. eccentricities. Yeah. <laughs> um mm -hmm. But Greta's death scene, for some reason, to me, always sticks in my mind. Like, it's one of the more memorable death scenes to me, just because I think that something about it is so off-putting. But, yeah, it's not super... I think because of the cuts they had to make, it's not super clear what's happening. And I think her getting up and just being... Uh, 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 <laughs> and just falling to the floor is... Like seeing the after effects of her death, I think almost totally cut out the tension that had just been built because it's just a bit much. It's like very over the top. And, but yeah. we have to see it because she's sitting in a room full of people. But also this is another instance of Greta. When did you fall asleep? <laughs> right. Like there's, and like there's this slight implication that these dreams can happen at least while Alice is still awake. Mm -hmm. So sure, fine. You cover yourself there. But these other characters, I'm under the understanding that they are at some point falling asleep in these scenarios yeah. to allow this stuff to happen. So like there is still some level of like these characters need to be sleeping. So yeah, Greta just got so bored at dinner that she dozed off and mm -hmm. then this happened. Maybe, I guess. I mean, she seemed to have a lot of disdain for the situation that she was in, but to fully just pass out, I don't know. It's it, it's another stretch for me. Mm -hmm. uh, but speaking of parents, though, I did want to make a mention of Alice's dad because I really enjoy the fact that he was just a caring parent. I don't know why. Maybe it's just the track record of movies we've watched as of late. But just seeing a parent that's just down for their kid despite the situation mm -hmm. was so refreshing <laughs> like yeah. i was so happy to see it i think alice's dad is one of the best ca character continuation stories because it's like alice's dad actually did learn and improve for the better post the events of the fourth movie because in the mm -hmm. fourth movie he was shit he was a horrible yeah. dad and it actually, for me, is one of the few instances where they, I feel like a character's death actually carries over and carries some weight because it doesn't mm -hmm. for Alice. She doesn't mention her brother once, but you can tell that what happened has made her dad much more attentive and understanding of Alice and like caring towards her. And the fact that it's like, 
how they're like, oh, yeah, my dad doesn't allow alcohol in the house because he's sober now. He doesn't drink anymore. And yeah, he is very understanding of her and very supportive and respectful. And it's really nice to see, I think, especially in the nightmare universe where the whole idea is that these parents are so just not involved with the kids and so selfish in their own ways that they're not even seeing that the actions that they're taking are affecting their kids. This is one time when we see a parent who was that way Mm -hmm. and due to events has learned that that's not the way. And so, yeah, Alice's dad is truly honestly like one of the MVPs of, of this film. He's he's great. Yeah, he's awesome. And it was, again, it was just a nice juxtaposition to, I think, what we're at this point kind of used to with, yeah. like, the shitty parents, especially within the franchise. So that was dope. I, I really like that. And it's funny because, like, I spent a good majority of the film thinking, is he ever going to change? Like, is there going to be some alteration mm-hmm. to this? But it's like, no, nah, he's just supportive dad now. Yeah. He's here for his daughter and whatever she does, he's going to be there right behind her. I'm like, Good for you, man. I honestly, I love the conversation that him and Alice have when she's like, "Are you like, are you disappointed in me?" When after she finds out she's pregnant. How was the meeting? Sobering. (laughs) Very funny. Alice. When did you become such a smart chopper? Ever since my little girl became a mom. You disappointed in me? No. No, I'm not. I sort of hope it's a boy. Be nice to hear a boy playing around in the house again. Just don't make a habit of it. I thought that was really nice. I think that's honestly some of the stronger writing in this movie. Which leads me into, I kind of want to talk about our group of friends because that is such a huge element of these movies. That is the base of these movies. And we're starting fresh uh, because literally all of Alice's friends got killed in the last movie. So she had (laughs) to find some new ones. (laughs) Yeah, had to get a new batch. Um, But it seems like, I guess, in in lieu of defeating Freddy, decided not to ever bring this stuff up, which I guess I understand. But for me on an audience audience on an audio from an audience standpoint it is very frustrating to be five movies in and still have to like explain freddy mm-hmm. to people and the situation and how all of this works i hate that i really really do yeah <laughs> it is tough but also i will say you would think that alice would know better because she does eventually start to tell her friends. But the whole thing about Freddy is as soon as you tell people about him, you open them up. It gives more power. To That's true. their death. And yeah. as soon as Alice lets the cat out of the bag, Greta's dead. <laughs> Immediately true. Greta dies. And it's like, Alice, I don't want you to have to go through this alone. But you shoulda, because you just <laughs> condemned all of your friends to a very horrible and painful death. Yeah. But I, I totally understand what you're saying, though. Yeah, because we will get this scene in every single movie of the sit down. I like. I need to talk to you about Freddie. 
And the thing about it in this movie is because we're starting fresh, it's like four and five, it's the same thing. Because in three, everybody already knew about Freddy. All the kids were already being haunted by him. So the conversation mm-hmm. that was had was more of like, oh shit, this is consistent. Not like, who yeah. is this? Four, we had to start fresh and rediscover Freddy in general. And now five, we're doing the same thing. So I think that's yeah. why it feels so grating is it's like back to back and it's Alice again. Yeah. So like that is a reason, but I think overall, I liked the friend group like Greta. I think we don't get too, too much with Greta, but her character at least has some layers to it that mm-hmm. I was kind of into. Um, Mark is fun in a way, although kind of kooky and just his character design and like his traits. I still liked him as a character. The one character that is just absolutely grating for the entire film for me is Yvonne. Yeah. Yvonne pisses me off. Like, (sighs) and she pisses me off just because of how just vehemently she refuses to believe anything that Alice is saying, despite the fact that all of their friends are dying in such quick succession with no actual explanation, mm. but she just, for whatever reason, is fed up with the idea of this Freddy guy and will have none of it until she sees him face to face. It was pissing me off. <laughs> and it's worse because like, I wanted to like Yvonne, I wanted to, but just mm-hmm. like the way that she was handling the situation was just like nails on a chalkboard for me. Greta and Dan were there. Kruger killed them. And now he was feeding them to Jacob. Alice. Alice, stop and listen to yourself. Do you know what you sound like? Completely insane. But I'm not. And if you're my friend, you would believe me a little. I am your friend, and I'm worried sick about you. That's why it's time for you to leave the Twilight Zone and face reality. Kruger is reality. So is your baby. You got something more to think about than just yourself. What do you think I'm doing? Whether you believe it or not, Kruger is back. He's after my baby, and if I don't try to do something about it, who will? All I know is you're not doing yourself or your baby any good by acting like a crazy woman. Why don't you take off? Lee Springwood, cool off somewhere for a while. God damn it, Yvonne, you don't just run away from this guy. He finds you in your dreams. He found a lot of other people before he found us. You too? He invited me to his house last night. Look, we're all tired and we haven't had any sleep since Friday night. That's the only reason you're alive. No, it's not. Yvonne, look through this stuff, will you? She's not crazy. Yes, she is our skeptic in this movie. And once again, I think it feels so bad because it's just so we have so much time of just discovery in this movie where it's trying either investigating or or just talking to each other about what just happened. And so. It's nice when Mark gets on board and Alice does have a kind of a wall to bounce ideas off of. And then it just feels like every time we're with like Yvonne, she's just so negative. Everything about it is just she's so negative. And I feel like even despite the Freddy thing, she doesn't 
feels super supportive of the things that Alice is dealing with within her life. Just in general, yeah. she's just a little bit mean about it. Is it all <laughs> just a bad friend? Is that is that what it is? I feel like out of all of them, yeah. And it's funny because I feel like Yvonne is meant to sort of be portrayed as Alice's best friend best out friend? of the three right. of them. But Greta and Mark seem to have Alice's back much more. Maybe that's because they're a little bit like not as close to her. So they're just kind of willing to accept what she's talking about more. I don't know. But yeah, every time I see Yvonne, I'm like, girl, go to, go to the just pool. Just listen. Just listen. Go to the pool. And, I'm sick of it. And, <laughs> go to the pool. <laughs> and like, the thing is like, she annoyed me. I give her a pass in some situations where I'm like, her telling uh, Alice not to tell the doctor about this Freddy right. stuff. That makes sense. Like, from a logical standpoint, right? Not knowing anything about Freddie, right? If you just didn't know anything about the situation, the stuff that Alice is talking about, and you're hearing it for the first time, it's not that her reactions to this don't make sense. I I still see the real world application of why she feels the way that she does. Mm -hmm. It's just very frustrating from the audience standpoint, especially when this is going to be one of the characters who is going to be there for the entirety of the film. Mm -hmm. It taking so long to get her on board was just it 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 rubbed me the wrong way and especially too because i mean speaking of you know main group deaths right like mark's death is actually one of the few parts of this movie i had seen before mm. um i think we even had conversations where like i kind of remembered his death in other movies i was like i know somebody mm -hmm. gets comic book sliced up like i know i'd seen that before and I absolutely love the sequence. I love everything about Mark's comic book showdown with Freddy. That that to me is like going back to what's fun about these dream these dream fights with Freddy. Love all of that. Um, yeah. But it just really sucked in the moment to like watch him get shredded up and think to myself, "Well, damn, that just leaves Yvonne." <laughs> yeah. Now we're stuck with our. Best friend Yvonne. What a treat. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mark's death is cool. Uh, visually, I think it's really, really, really entertaining. The whole grayscale and then having him be being the only thing in color. Yeah. And also, all the illustrations that they did to like show yeah. the different moments, those were so well done and like very intricate. It's super cool. And I will say, even the part earlier when Mark gets pulled in and we just see the drawing. Mm -hmm. of him and alice kind of draws herself into it to be pulled in as well i thought that that was cool it's really creative i think it ties into this element that for him like that's what's going to pull him in this kind of like comic book artistry is what's important to him so will be kind of his gateway into the nightmare world don't know why alice didn't just erase the door but you know what are you gonna do um but <laughs> His sequence is, I think, especially cool because we have laid so much groundwork on how comic books are so much a part of his life and how how often I like what they did with the the regret and the guilt and the anger that he kind of feels post Greta's death and how he continues to be like, I wish I could have stood up for her. Like, and mm -hmm. he, he has this like savior complex that he feels like he can't be in real life. And so I like that in his nightmare, 
it kind of harkens back to the dream like powers and he tries to utilize that and it just doesn't work yeah and but it's fun I, to watch him attempt to do it yeah it's cool and i also feel like it was different to watch him yeah it's not gory by any means watching him just get shredded up into paper but it's cool because it's so different than everything else we've seen in this movie that we've seen thus far and also i don't think that in the nightmare movies it's like they don't have to be gory for me because the implication of it is still i think worse than like actually seeing it i can imagine what it's like yeah maybe he's being shredded into paper but if you think of that in terms of flesh i think it still hurts just as yeah. bad as if he was you know just himself oh, in that yeah. moment like one of my favorite parts is like the first slash where yeah. it slices him and then all of the color runs out of him as if it's blood that's so good that's it's so, so good cool. and also we get like when he gets sucked into the comic book it's very take on me but aha <laughs> uh -huh. like yeah. that is what we're watching is that mu music video but it's still cool it's still a cool effect of him being kind of pulled into the comic book and immediately being turned into a cartoon. It's dope. I, 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 and even the super Freddy thing, it's how fun. he changes for this one moment in time, just because he can, cause he's in a comic book. It's cool. It's fucking cool. I like the dream sequences in this movie, even with Greta's, because I think thinking about it, overall maybe greta's death to me is despite it being the one that sticks in my brain the most is maybe my least favorite when i rewatch it i even think greta's death sequence is cool in the instance that it does really feel like a dream there's everyone laughing at her yeah and this long table and kind of the way that it that it plays out where it's like in her dream she finally stands up to her mom mm -hmm. and that one to me i'm like yeah that feels so reminiscent of a dream but like then the stuff that happens later on i think is still good but i think the beginning of her sequence is is really cool yeah that transition is a good one mm -hmm. and the direction for i think like people who are the dream people and just how they are these kind of caricatures that are just yeah. there to kind of serve the purpose that I actually love all that, both in like Greta sequence and a lot of the Institute sequences as well. Mm -hmm. I like that the people like the workers and like the nurses and the surgeons don't really seem like real people. Like it's a very specific distinction, but I think it works just in terms of like heightening the Everything. situations that mm -hmm. we're in. I, I, I actually really enjoy that. Yeah, it works really well in this movie. What I don't like is the after of the their souls <laughs> screaming yeah. out to alice where dan is falling into hell and he's like alice <laughs> and she just, just like watches him and then greta comes through the fridge and there's yeah. a cool stop motion thing where all the like food rots really yeah, fast that was that was meh <laughs> it's like it's it's so very much 80s but i think it's charming but her actually coming through the fridge and like tr alice trying to pull her out i i don't like that and then it doesn't even happen with mark we don't get to see him until no. later when his little like 
soul slingshot comes to out be fair of- they're like we we used up our mark budget i don't think we can afford any more sequences said, mark, with mark. you've had enough <laughs> yeah you've you're simply you had enough we can't do any more with you yeah but, but i mean like kind of circling back to i guess the main conflict plot etc cetera, etc cetera, here is like freddie's out here taking out all of alice's friends she's mm-hmm. trying to figure out how to stop him this time we get this notion through Amanda kind of sort of that it's like finding her, laying her to rest will give them the 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 tools and the power to stop Freddy for good and to save young Jacob. I think what sucks for me with this movie is that specific main plot that we're following was the part that I was the least interested in. Yeah. And for me, that's unfortunate because like all my qualms with this movie aside when we're in the dream world and when we're hanging out with Freddie and watching him do his thing, I'm actually on board. Like I, I'm not disliking any of this stuff, mm-hmm. but for me, the plot that is carrying us through this movie just feels very paper thin. And it's just yeah. hard for me to get on board with any of it. It's just so to me, it's just so uninteresting. I don't want to call it boring because I don't think that's fair. There is some stuff to latch on to, but the journey for Amanda's bones and trying to figure all that out and even all the stuff with the baby. The sonogram sequence is absurd. It is. It, it is. Actually, I've I'm just mouth agape every time that scene comes up because are you fucking kidding me? We are inside of Alice's womb. And we see a little baby Jacob in there. And Freddie is feeding him souls through the umbilical cord. And Alice's head is just kind of floating in the background, <laughs> talking to Freddie, who's a part of the wall <laughs> inside of her womb. It's ridiculous. It's there's like great. A back, <laughs> there's a back and forth. They're having an entire fight inside of her womb about what is happening like, with Jacob <laughs> on like on paper like if you just said that to somebody about like oh what happens in nightmare five? Oh, alice and freddie have a battle for her son yeah. inside of her own womb it's interesting in concept but in practice <laughs> it's absolutely the silliest thing you've ever seen the way that he his face appears inside of the lining of her stomach <laughs> is upsetting to me it like it's very very upsetting because it just is so so ridiculous and that's not to say that we hadn't already reached crazy territory in this movie because we had but this is when we're starting to max like we're about at our limit mm-hmm. and yeah here comes freddie to feed jacob Greta, we see her go down (laughs) the tube and like go into the baby. And uh, yeah, it's 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 like funny. But this is one of those scenes where I mean, I don't think it was meant to be comedic. Mm -hmm. It just is. It just kind of is. Yeah. (laughs) And so it's like it's stuff like that. The main plot. And then for me, the the ending portion as well that had me kind of checking the clock and seeing things. Cause like yeah. for the majority of this movie, and it's not a long movie, like I do think that, cause it's like, what, like an hour 30 yeah. with some change. Mm-hmm. It's 
it's it's long enough. Like it's not too long by any means, but I think the kind of ridiculousness of the last portion of it makes it feel long because it's a lot mm. of just like going through the the dream stare sequence and like Freddie getting ripped to shreds, but then putting himself back together, <laughs> and then the one v one dance battle between him and young Jacob. Like there's. <laughs> There's a lot of things that I feel like by the end of this movie, we're like, all right, we set up this plot line, this plot line, this plot line. We kind of got to use all of them before the movie's done. And like, it it just feels like a big mishmash of Alice just kind of taunting Freddie. And the other part of it, too, that is I don't it it couldn't have been intentional. Um, And I think it's just a byproduct of what the story is. But because of the nature of Freddie needing her to have Jacob, it takes away the stakes because we know that Alice is never in danger of Freddie. He can't can't kill her because he needs her. Mm. But we're spending the last the climax of this movie with her going up against Freddie. And it's like there's no stakes there because he's not going to kill her. Right. We know that he won't hurt her. So the only thing we're wondering is if she can defeat him or not. That's the issue is will she be able to defeat him and save Jacob? But as far as Alice is concerned, we know that she will escape this fight at least alive, if if nothing else. Yeah, the ending of this one to me is pretty boring. It's just it's not my favorite. I think even just starting with so Yvonne's dream sequence the only reason for her dream sequence is because freddie is trying to use her as a distraction because Mm -hmm. alice is getting too close to finding amanda's body so even yvonne like i feel like that was a whole it's like a a side thought with what happens with her which is not i mean the effects on it are kind of cool the diving board turning into freddie's claws but she seems fine. I, I just feel yeah. like with what everyone else had to deal with, Yvonne gets off pretty easily, in my opinion. And also, that's another case where she would have died because she falls asleep in a hot tub. And when we see her again, she was under the water. <laughs> I don't know how long she had been down there, but uh, she should have died anyway. So yeah. Freddie was kind I- of irrelevant. <laughs> I feel like with how wacky we are by the end of it, you could definitely have just killed off Yvonne and found some way for Alice to just handle this last bit on her own. Like, she kind of basically does anyway. Like, yes, Yvonne goes to the actual place, but just have her have Alice go go to the tower in her dream and allow it to Mm -hmm. work. Everything else you've asked me to accept (laughs) works. Mm -hmm. I will accept that Alice can revive amanda via her dreams that's totally fine for me and so yeah yeah, i agree like yvonne's sequence i got excited when it started but then i was definitely disappointed by the end of it because it just didn't feel like it really amounted to anything Mm -hmm. because we needed that character to facilitate some plot points so someone had to find amanda's bones and there's no like there's nothing that yvonne is up against because she's in the real world she's fine she just has to get there. And so even with that, there's no tension because nothing's going to yeah. hurt her in the real world, which obviously because it's a nightmare movie. But we've had multiple moments in this franchise where people have had to go find something or figure something out in the real world. And there was still an mm-hmm. obstacle that they had to navigate. Yeah. Yvonne literally gets told where it's at. Like 
Alice is like, go and, to the tower. <laughs> and there you go. She buys it. And then even with that too, it's like on top of already already having low stakes, even the pacing of the last portion feels artificial because of the fact that Alice is pushing for them to find Amanda's bones immediately, mostly mm -hmm. because of the shock of Mark dying, right? It's just like, all right, we're getting everybody's dying. We got to figure this out now before it's too late. By my understanding, there are still several months left of her pregnancy before right. baby Freddie becomes a problem. So even if they weren't able to solve the situation that night, they had quite a few months to figure out a way to get rid of Freddie. Right. I, 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 but that's the thing. It's, it's, it's <laughs> got me stuttering. <laughs> Can't speak. I guess the bigger issue is that while any, whilst she has, Jacob is still an issue even before she gives birth because anytime Jacob's dreaming, Freddie can be released unto the world. I but, guess. Um, but she ain't so, got no more friends. Who's he gonna go after? Right. Knowing Alice, she would have said something. She been she's been running her mouth this whole time. Maybe <laughs> people aren't paying attention, but she every chance she had, she was like, hey, he's he's coming for me. He's back. Yeah. I mean the whole the ending. So the I feel like they wanted to go down a more gothic kind of tone with this movie as far as the backdrops go, because it feels very rich and a lot of the like especially that one where she's first following amanda into the asylum i suppose that was meant to be but it looks like a gothic castle and mm -hmm. we get a lot of this imagery and we get it even still within this last sequence and i actually enjoyed that i want to be clear that i like the imagery that they use with that within this film. But I wish that they would have jumped further into it for the ending because we do get a little bit of this like MC Usher kind of visualization where they're going up the down staircase and yeah. upside down and bouncing off the ceiling and all of this stuff where they're like chasing each other around. And, and it's a cool idea. And I think that's another time where they really lean into the dream element mm -hmm. and it and it's fun it's a fun little yeah, chase cool sequence but i think that's the only time within this ending bit that i feel really invested because i'm excited about what they're doing because yeah it's like before that alice kind of traps freddie in the room with all of the other maniacs and he gets <laughs> attacked by them which, and why is he afraid of that? But we don't have to go into it. I'm just like, those just are your kill dad's him, friends. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's like, okay. And then his like body parts kind of evaporate into spiders. Spiders, which, uh, if you read the IMDb, there apparently is a note, like one of the first notes that when they did the tarantula sequence, they did use live spiders. But then after the sequence was over, they couldn't find them all. Yeah. So. Which implied I, that the spiders just were hanging out. <laughs> I hope it's not true because I just think I, that's I that so that's reckless. Because <laughs> I just you're you just didn't have a handler. You didn't have any spider handlers on set. You just let <laughs> just them let them roam free, run that's... free, and that also implies to me that you didn't take particularly good care of them 
whilst shooting because there's a <laughs> like alice throws them onto the ground they're like on her jacket and she tosses it onto the ground mm-hmm. but um that's another thing that just happens just to happen why yeah. does his body become spiders because he's freddy he's spooky he's kooky i ain't never seen that in my life <laughs> i ain't never see freddy do that what does he ha- what does he have to do with spiders his arm falls off, turns into a spider. Next time we see him, he got a little stretchy yep. arm. <laughs> Link, limp arm looking <laughs> <Yeah>. at us. <laughs> and then after that, he's gone, right? She gets, mm-hmm. she finally gets into the middle of what looks like a dark arena. It's like she's in a ring of light <laughs> and then everything around them is just dark. So we don't even get a cool sort of backdrop for this. And... She basically says, come out, Freddy, like, you coward bitch, come out wherever you are. And Freddy bursts out of her body. And what is a very cool effect? Like the yeah. makeup and the practical effect of it looks really cool because it's like their faces stretching mm-hmm. into a Freddy and an Alice. And that looks really neat when their face is connected. But then he's just coming out of her torso and they're fighting each other. They can only do so much fighting when he's connected to her like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's still like, it's her a, legs, I, so she's <laughs> controlling where they go. <laughs> Again, another concept that like I feel like on paper sounds <laughs> fun and cool. And then even in in practice looks very cool. But then like you get to the well, what now part of it. Right. And that's where it kind of falls flat. Um also what? Why did Freddie like French kiss her after they fully disconnected? I I didn't understand that bit. Um, you know, Freddie loves a little to make out with people. I, like, I know he action. loves his his tongue sequences, but it just felt so out of place there. I was like, why? <laughs> and anywho, that happens, and then we get you know Jacob Freddie using the Freddie powers to remove the souls from Freddie. Because at this point in time, I guess the the mo to kill Freddie is. Release the souls that he's just gotten. He loses right. all his powers, and then he's gone for a couple couple years before the next movie. Which I'm also tired of the whole souls aspect. I think they should have just kept it as Amanda being. Which the souls don't defeat him; they just kind of hold him in place until Amanda shows up and forces him back into her womb. Which is also <laughs> wild to me. But, wild idea. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Jacob <laughs> throws up a soul, right? Isn't that how the first one comes out? Doesn't he like come out of his mouth, or did I? Just yeah, he up? pukes it out. I I have to assume it was a soul because it looked like all the other souls yeah. that burst out of his back. But I don't know which initial soul it I was. I wonder if it's if it was just the souls that Freddie had been feeding him, like if he just puked all of it oh, up, just kind of puked them and back then into they, him. Like split out of Freddie, which once again, makeup, they never miss really for me with the makeup. It's always cool. Whether it fits or not is a whole other conversation, but yeah. it looks cool. The souls kind of bursting in these long tentacle esque <laughs> things coming out of him and then it's like their little faces are at the end <laughs> yeah. um and greta's face is all cute because he has like little her cheeks the, are all chubby puffy cheeks yeah she's got yeah. little chipmunk cheeks but after that happens 
Then Amanda's at her full power. Finally, Yvonne finds her, puts a hand on her shoulder, and then lets her free. And then Amanda comes in and she finishes Freddy. But then she <laughs> she gets him. And then Alice reabsorbs Jacob. Oh, I'm sorry. Jacob turns back into a little baby. And then she yep. reabsorbs him. But then after that, Amanda's like, get the fuck out of here. Go, go, get out of here. And then it's like Freddie bursts <laughs> out of her bo- yeah. out of her stomach and breaks, like screams so loud that all these walls start to break down. But then the last door gets closed. It's all it's meant to do is just imply that Freddie was coming back. But it's like we knew he was anyway. Yeah. So we didn't even need all that. It's so dramatic for the sake of being dramatic. I oh, part of me thought it'd be really fucking funny if like she does that and does it with full confidence that mm-hmm. she defeated Freddy. And then when he bursts out of her stomach, she's like, oh, shit. <laughs> Talk like talking out loud about all this stuff. It just sounds insane. It does. It does. But that's the movie, baby. That's, that's how movie. it goes. And then we and fast then, forward yeah the baby's born everybody's happy honestly out of all of the like ending quote-unquote gotcha moments this one was one of my not favorites but i preferred this one where it's just they are living their regular life Mm -hmm. and then we of course get the the jump roping girl in the background to imply that it's not over yet i mean we're five movies in sure Mm -hmm. but for me the subtlety of that i prefer way more than like the older ones of you know the mom getting pulled in through the right. way, through the door like this for me was i i like the subtle implication more i think right yeah it's a nice end and spoiler it's a nice cap to alice's story because we are not with her in in the next ones but yeah i mean it's it's fine you know she has she seems happy Jacob is chilling. He's been born. He's happy as well, I suppose. And all's well that ends well for now, besides mm-hmm. or- Amanda's tormented soul um, trying to keep Freddie <laughs> at bay. <laughs> <laughs> Poor girl. But yeah, that's basically the movie. It's it's just, it's it's too much of what you don't want and not mm-hmm. enough of what you do. That's the biggest issue with this movie. so much side stuff and so much alice trying to figure out what she's gonna do we have the whole issue of now the dance parents want to take the baby away that's all this stuff that you're just thinking my gosh i wish we could be in the dream world and then when you finally (laughs) get to the dream world it's fun but just not enough and i don't think we have enough variety i don't Mm. quite understand freddy's deal in this movie mm-hmm. and like, what also, are you going for freddie what, and the what's way, the point of this yeah and it's like he's scared of amanda in but then for why you just ripped out of her anyway why yeah. what are you afraid of and i just don't understand why now all of a sudden she has all this power to to do this now she can kind of keep him at bay uh it, it, the whole thing about it just feels very thrown together, which it was not to right. the fault of the director and the writer. You know, they had a lot of a time crunch and um, an unexpected time crunch. But it does feel you feel it like you mm-hmm. can feel that there was a rush to figure 
all of this out and kind of mix all of this together. And I think it just kind of loses, unfortunately, out on all of the things that you're hoping for in a movie like this. And yeah, it's a bummer, but it's not bad. <laughs> it's not the worst, no. Mm-mm. Um. And then one final note that I did have, kind of unrelated to our current topic, but there is a sequence where I think um, Alice and Yvonne are kind of having a heart-to-heart. This is like she's trying to convince her about Freddy Mm -hmm. and like trying to get her on her side. And they're like in her bedroom. And I was really trying to pay attention. But did you notice the pant plant that was in the background <laughs> no. of the sequence. Please go back. Um, <laughs> I will try for you. I'll try and find a timestamp for it. Mm-hmm. But there is a sequence. I think it's like maybe after, maybe after Greta's death. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're they're in Alice's bedroom and they're talking. They're sitting on the bed and the camera pans across the room. And in the background, there are a pair of jeans <laughs> with shoes. <laughs> that have a plant in them. Oh. <laughs> no torso, just 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 jeans and a plant. And I wrote in my notes, pant plant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I'll have to yeah, I'll have to go back and check that out. Very iCarly of them, but I didn't see it. <laughs> I didn't see it at all. I couldn't unsee it. I, I couldn't tell Ooh. what else was happening in that scene because I was so focused, focused on, on that, that plant. Mm, uh, yeah, I'll have to I'll have to go back and look at that. Um also, um the main character that I relate to in this movie is the girl who's mad at Alice because she had to stay late for her shift because oh, Alice yeah. was late. <laughs> that girl is I'm like, damn, I get it. She's pissed, yeah. which is another part that I still don't quite understand because Alice didn't fall asleep. She, but she was like pulled into a dream while still awake and then lost four hours. That's, but then ended up at work somehow. But yeah, still sleepwalked to work, but she wasn't asleep. Uh, that element of also does does not make sense to me. Don't think too hard about it. I think it's that is late. that should be the tagline for this and movie. Don't think too hard about it. In pain, my brain. <laughs> but yeah, that is the dream child. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh. Okay, we need to figure out what we're gonna rate this out of. Ooh, this is true. There's always baby Freddy's, super Freddy's. What the fuck else happens in this movie? There's like so much, but there's also not as much as there normally is. Yeah, in like, terms of like iconic stuff little to stuff. Choose from. Look, I know you didn't see it on the first watch through. I'm but fine. I would definitely do it out of pant plants. I'm fine with pant plants, honestly. <laughs> I am down for pant plants. Let's do it then. Pant plants it is. All right. Well, since it was your pick, want to go ahead and go first? Let us know. What are you rating this sure. one? I will rate Dream Child. I'll give it three out of five okay. um, pant plants. Because the thing about this movie is it's like even the bad ones, I still like them just because I love the idea of these movies so much. I love the universe so much. I love the dreams. Um, and in this one, that is still the 
the strength for me is the dreams and what they do with that. There are some elements of this movie that I do feel like work really well for a sequel, especially following up to the fourth one. But the biggest issue I have with this movie is it's just kind of boring. It's just way too much exposition. It's way too much trying to figure out what's going on with Freddy. The inclusion of Amanda is so heavily in the plot feels like just a way to tie into the child element and figure out how to get like this mother aspect used as a, a power. And there's not enough people that die in this movie. There's way too much time spent in between the dreams. And I think what feels kind of lost is because no one really, there's just, everything happens so fast. I don't feel like we ever get to really feel like these characters are like avoiding sleep and they're tired and they're trying to figure this all out together. That doesn't really happen in this movie. It's Mm -hmm. so much of just Alice, the Alice brigade trying to figure out what's going on and like involve everybody else into it. So I don't know. It's just a, it's, it's a, it's a miss for me. If it's, it's funny because it's so outlandish and some of the ideas, but it's not always fun. And I feel like that's the issue is it's like, I love how fun this series can be, but this one to me gets bogged down by too much information. And I still don't know what the fuck is going on sometimes in this movie. Like, I still don't know what Freddy, what was the uncle? I literally still have not a clue. <laughs> so yeah, three out of five pant plants. Okay. I think I'm going to give it two out of five pant plants myself. Okay. I feel like, so going back to my pros, there is a level of creativity about this movie that I actually do enjoy. And despite it being a little bit nonsensical and kind of a stretch in places, it wasn't necessarily a bad watch. Like I, w- mm-hmm. I wasn't having a bad time watching this movie by any means, but I would agree with you. It just feels kind of uneventful. And then I feel like storyline wise, trying to incorporate it into what has come before, it just felt like the movie was trying too hard to do too many things. And for me, it felt like whenever it relaxed into itself and the things that have worked in the past, I think that's when it was at its best. Mm -hmm. I think that's when I was enjoying it the most. And I think those are the parts that will stick with me and I'll remember um, but for the most part, as far as like an entry into the franchise, it 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 is still kind of forgettable. Um, and especially in like, I want to say the second half outside of the fabulous Mark death, I will give them that <laughs> probably one of my favorite kills of the of the franchise, to be honest. Um, I think outside of that, it was still just kind of lacking in a way where Unless you're just a fan of the franchise that wants to see more Freddy stuff and you don't really mind, you can let go of your reverence for things. I just don't see myself recommending this movie outside of that. So two out of five pant plants for me. All right. Well, that was it for our return to the Nightmare series and uh, Roshane's first time getting past number four. So (laughs) let us know what you guys think of The Dream Child. You can let us know on our social media. We are homies of horror on everything. Or if you prefer to email us, we are homies of horror at gmail.com. You can email us requests, recommendations, and business inquiries. You can always join our Discord if you'd like. The link for that is on our social media bios. Come through to chit chat with us and the other homies about all things horror, but 
other things as well. We'd love to see you in there. Also, if you're listening to this on the day that it comes out, that means that we are streaming on Twitch tonight. Twitch is where you play spooky games, hang out, have some laughs, have some drinks, have some chit chat with the homies live. So if you'd like to come through, we'd love to see you come say hello. Uh, the link for that is also in our social media bios. And last, but certainly never least, if you are so inclined, we'd very much appreciate it if you'd leave us a rating or a review. You can do both on Apple Podcasts. The more we get, the better. Uh, it helps recommend our show to more listeners, and we love to hear what you guys are thinking. So if you have an Apple account and haven't done that, we'd love for you to. Or over on Spotify, you can rate us by simply clicking the stars underneath our name. But that's it for us today, homies. We hope you enjoyed our conversation on The Dream Child, and we hope that you guys have a great rest of your week. Catch you next time, homies. Bye.